Welcome to Brussels Bubble Tea, a podcast that aims to explore all the questions related to the life in the EU bubble. Today, we will be discussing all aspects of, of the life of a junior consultant in Brussels and more specifically in consultancy. Let me introduce you to our guests today. We have Kenza. Hi, Annie. Vincent. Hi. And Ben. Hi, Annie. Thank you all for joining. Let me start with the first question. Um, it would be, what's a typical life of a consultant from your experience? But you can also obviously, you know, take, you know, some examples from your friends or colleagues that you heard, um, you know, speak about their first days as a consultant. That could include, you know, the tasks, internal meetings, um, meetings with clients and all those things. Just, you know, typical life of a consultant in one day. Ben, you want to start? Yeah, well, I mean, when I was uh, back when I was a consultant, uh, I was when I first joined, I joined right as the COVID lockdown happened. So that was a bit of a shock. So um, it was already teleworking from the first day and I had to get all my stuff mailed to me. But uh, I was I was thrown into it pretty quickly. Uh, we already had I already had client requests in my inbox that came before my that, that were from before when even my computer arrived at my house. So uh, I already had things to do, but as, as a consultant, it was mainly just um, writing updates, uh, learning about all the different um, policy files that I'd work on in my area, which is FS, and, and getting FS to- FS stands for financial, financial services, services, of course. <laughs> yes. And um, basically just getting to know the main policy areas around there, getting my footing and, and learning everything, and eventually, uh, it turned into uh, a lot more independent work where uh, I was directly facing the clients and speaking on the various topics that I've learned uh, over the years and was able to give them even strategic advice because um, I think that's something that's pretty unique to FTI is that when we, we put all levels of uh, our team in front of the client because mm -hmm. we believe that feedback is valuable at all levels. So it was a lot of that. I have a question actually, before joining FTI and the financial services team, were you already familiar with, you know, all the topics related to financial services or that was a completely new subject? Um, it wasn't a completely new subject. I actually was working on some financial service related files. There was um, EMIR, uh, a bit of uh, market infrastructure regulation, uh, as well as shareholder rights regulation, or well, the directive specifically, but uh, it was in the context of um, l listing companies, publicly listed companies. So in that area, I did already kind of have some background, okay. also a little bit on sustainable finance. But when I when I came to FTI, I switched over more to the digital finance side. So that part was new for me. So you had to learn from scratch, and that obviously yes. in the early days it includes also you know taking the time to learn the new subject while mm -hmm. doing the work, uh, you know, that you're supposed to be doing obviously in, in your, in your day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, Kenza, well, how was your, uh, you know, experience as a consultant? Is it, is it a bit like, um, like Ben described or do you have other things that you could add? Yeah, there's a lot of that. Um, I joined pretty much around the end of COVID. So, um, not yet back to full speed in the office. Uh, and I think the office life is a big part of a consultant life, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot it's very dynamic. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. It's like arriving in the office, uh, 
at nine, you know, you can start feeling the buzz. Everyone's coming in the office. Um, and I think it's an important part of, of consultant life. But um, yeah, I agree with Ben. Uh, getting up to speed is actually, I think, the first challenge when you come into consultant life. Um, sometimes issues are completely new. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I joined um, just after graduating. So it was actually my first job. Mm-hmm. Um so I had to learn about policies, but also client work. It's a very much client-oriented business. Um, so you need to learn the substance and also learn how to face the clients, um, to provide the advice that the client is, is coming for, actually. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of, definitely a fast-paced environment, uh, a lot of things to assimilate uh, in quite a short period of time, but overall it's, very dynamic, mm-hmm. uh, very dynamic, uh, yeah, environment. Great. Vincent, how about um, you? Yeah, I completely agree. Um, I think one of the interesting aspects of our job is that we're not the management consulting firm here in Brussels. Um, so, I, for example, I have some friends who really have to get in their car, go to a client every day or a couple of times in the week. Um, and for us, it's mostly clients coming either to our office mm-hmm. of us or us taking clients to meetings in Brussels here around. Uh, and this is something which I kind of like because you, yeah, as Kenza says, like in the morning, everyone's in the office, you're really, you're getting a lot of contact with people, a lot of inputs, uh, and then you, you get- have calls as well, right? There's well, uh, still, yeah, like, yeah, some, yeah. some clients that are not obviously based in Brussels. Yeah. So the only way to communicate with them will be also to organize calls, yeah. right? Yeah. Exactly. And then, for example, last week we had a client here in Brussels and you've seen them in calls for over, for the past months. And then it's amazing to bring them to Brussels to meet them in person. And then we had a whole week of going with them to meetings. Um, we had a nice dinner together as well. So, um, so that's actually a nice example to to mention. Maybe how, you know, if a client is in town, like there are different aspects to it. There is also taking them to maybe it's also the client entertainment bit, right? That where you take the client for dinner, um, and that's also part of of the consultant's life. And yeah, uh, can I share an anecdote? Of course, go ahead. One day, a client was coming from from abroad, uh, and she asked us to book. A hairdresser appointment for her. So like hey, <laughs> it could be anything, right? Yeah, like literally, and we had to do it, and we found a hairdresser for her, literally. No, it is true, and also sometimes when there's a specific client in town, like you know that they like something, so you want to make sure that in the office you have that available for them, just to make sure that you know the experience of being in Brussels, being in you know um, in the office, is the best you can you can provide to mm-hmm. them, right? I don't know if you have any other anecdotes you want to share um, on this topic. Not really. Um, not really. I mean, but we do. A big thing is like, uh, uh, I always get like last minute re- last minute notices where the clients like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm in I'm in Brussels next week. Uh, you you got some meetings lined up for me. I'm like, oh yeah, we can work on that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that that shows also the flexibility that you need to have. And as Kenza also mentioned, it's a very fast paced mm-hmm. environment you work in, so you need to be ready for that. Yeah. Quite challenging. And then in your daily lives, do you get to like also go for meetings outside, outside with no being with the client, but just for your, like for yourself or, you know, just to go meet people? Because the work of a consultant obviously is not always sitting behind your computer, right? It's more dynamic. Um, is there like instances where, you know, you, you can go and meet with people and um, exchange on certain topics and stuff? Yeah, there's uh, there's mainly two areas where we do this, I'd say. 
and that's like the individual bilateral coffees where you basically meet up with your contacts either either from the council commission or the parliament or even just uh, people you know who are from the industry who also care about the relevant issues you do you go out get a coffee with them uh share some intel just uh um talk about some other stuff as well it doesn't always have to be about work mm -hmm. and then the other side of that would be uh networking events um any any type of uh, reception or um topic related event round tables yeah round table discussions yeah. mm -hmm. and all that where usually they they have some kind of drinks afterward or a quick coffee afterward where you can go and chat with people who uh, are also interested in the same thing as you. But you also organize yourselves also events here. I think you, you shouldn't be modest about that because yeah. some of you also have done it in this office. Um, that FTI does their own marketing events, and which means basically, yeah, we'll also have roundtables or drinks organized for, I don't know, for people, you know, on the specific topic, whether it's, you know... Um, energy team or FS team, do you have any example of, from a recent event that you, you've done in this office? Or maybe you, you joined not, a bit... Not one that I were involved in, but a colleague of ours uh, organized um, a Greek event. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. With Greek uh, professionals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they gathered a bunch of Greek people mm -hmm. working in Brussels from the institutions, from the industry, really broad audience. Mm -hmm. uh, the only requirement was to be Greek. Basically. Exactly, yeah. Um, so I think it was quite a success. They had yeah. they had MEPs, they had people from the commission, um, and it wasn't Greek. It wasn't Greek. So we tried to to stay, you know, yeah, yeah focus yeah. on that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's an example of the kind of events that that yeah. we can we can organize, and that's also showcase FTI and the the broad range of of stuff that we do here. So yeah, so so that shows basically that you know as a consultant you don't always, as I said, sit behind your your screen, but you also oh, yeah. you know you go to events, you organize yourself events. Vincent, I see you want to add something. Yeah, <clears throat> I also think it, it's crucial for our job, like to, to keep mm -hmm. a bit of a of a finger on, on the pulse. You say in, in Dutch, I don't know if it's in English. Uh, it result. is. Perfect. <laughs> um, it's crucial to get information, to keep in contact with people. And, and sometimes it, it, it almost sounds ridiculous. Like my, my, I get a call from someone and say, sorry, I have to go to lunch with, with, a, with a colleague. It's for work. Like I have to go to drink for, for mm -hmm. work. I have to go to Plas Lux on Thursday. It's, yeah, it's for work. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm super tired. Would, would like to go home. But I kind of have, have to go. And this, yeah, it's, it's crucial, but it's, it's sometimes very, very needed to explain it to people as well. Um, Thank you. Um, and then in terms of people you look up to, do you all have someone, I'm not saying you need to name the person, but imagine your daily life, like at the office, you you have a person who you would go to, you know, just to ask for advice or, you know, just to rant maybe, I don't know. But yeah, is there someone you look up to and kind of, you know, have a mentor, some sort of mentor, maybe not officially, but, you know, um, someone you can you can go to. Do you do you think that it's important as a consultant to to have someone that you can count on? I mean, depending on the type of rant, it might be uh, different people. But but um, in in terms of just uh, talking, someone that I can talk also bounce to, back ideas. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. To, uh, spar with, um, uh, not physically, um, <laughs> but also um, just help me in terms of figuring out how I'm doing and what I can do better and and if any of my ideas for a client actually sound good mm -hmm. um, and, and not just good in my head, uh, 
we do have a system for that in the FS team. And uh, the people that I go to regularly, my mentors, are great for me, in my opinion. I, I feel like they're a good fit. So, Okay. How about you guys? Anything to add on that? Well, there's a mentorship system in, in FTI. Well, like when you arrive, you mm-hmm. someone is allocated to mm-hmm. you uh, and you can choose whether to, okay, build a mentorship, mentor relationship with that person mm-hmm. or you can choose to go to, to someone different else. Person, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I agree with Ben, depending on what kind of issues you want to raise or what kind of advice um you want to to receive uh i have a pool yeah of of people in the mm-hmm. office that i know i think I, it's, I it, yeah too. you need to have a solid base i think of people yeah, you know yeah. you can go to because you know as a as a as a consultant you always need i guess someone's you know maybe not opinion but just to kind of as i said bounce back ideas and to see that you know you're on the right track mm-hmm. vincent you want to add something yeah it's also a big part of our practice is experience and mm-hmm. for example like as a junior you sometimes go through the formal way or you have to look for certain information. You're like, okay, let's open up Google. Let's try to find something on a commission website. And then sometimes it takes you four hours to do something. You go to seniors and you say to him like, or her like, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you have to call this person. And then mm-hmm. sometimes it's so such a weird connection, but you learn from experience. Mm-hmm. And also I would tell everyone, look first a senior person in your team. And don't be scared them. of asking don't questions, scared, right? Yeah, because yeah. yeah, like if, everyone's happy to share experience, mm-hmm. but it's all, always very, very good to get this experience because you learn sometimes more from conversa- conversation than mm-hmm. a week of struggling to find information, for example. Okay. And that leads also to my other question, which is how is your development being tracked then? So, you know, you join maybe as an intern and then you evolve, but how how does it work? Is there like a process? Um, there is like, you know, in your school, at the end of the year, you have, you know, a document with your marks and stuff. Is it the same or how does it work? Well, we Without have, getting into details, right? Okay. Just like the broader yeah. picture. We, we have our own review system at FTI um, where we can provide each other with feedback, mm-hmm. uh, our colleagues, and we can set out our own goals for the rest of the year. But also um, just talking with some of these senior people regularly is one of the greatest ways I've been able to track my development and find out if I'm, I'm staying on on the right path to further my development mm-hmm. within the company and also personally. Okay. Anything else on this? Yeah, I'd say there's both like formal and informal um, review process. So the good mm-hmm. thing is that, so basically you have um, obviously your colleagues mm-hmm. or other people you work with, you want to, you know, you can get their, um, their um, let's say, assessment on what you've done, like ob- obviously constructive feedback. Yeah. And then that will be received by your by your coach, by your manager. And then, you know, then you have your obviously the, the, the review that your manager will give you. So there's both, you know, that will come in to, to give you a broader picture of what you've done. Um, in the past six months or, or, or 12 yeah, months, right? So usually like your line manager is the one responsible for mm-hmm. your review, but sometimes that person is actually not the person you work with the most. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, so they need the feedback from others, absolutely. right? Yeah. And you also are encouraged to reach out to other seniors you work with, like, mm-hmm. hey. Um, yeah, exactly. we can, can also do it retroactively. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, hey, we've been working a lot together in the past few months. Um, I would I would like to have your, your feedback, absolutely. right? Yeah, absolutely. That happens too. Yeah, and I uh, also like to jump on that. 
Um, it also helps your career development because it's sometimes difficult, I think, as a junior to see like, mm -hmm. okay, um, also promotions wide, if you have some ambitions in this company, it's sometimes difficult to see like, how do I get there? And this is also in FTI, I think, quite well explained. Like, okay, if you want to grow, you have to ask for feedback. You, you can very easily do it the formal way, you can do it the informal way. Uh, people are very happy to give you feedback because it also helps them in the future. Uh, for example, to communicate uh, stuff better to you. Uh, and it so it helps you in your personal development, but also your professional career because it's still uh, a job after all as well, even though we're a real family here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think we're coming close to, to the end of, the, of, this, uh, of this episode, but I have one last question to ask each of you. Uh, it would be what advice would you give someone who is starting as a, you know, junior as a consultant in a consultancy, whether it's, you know, bro um, sorry, whether it's FTI or another one. Ben, you want to start? Yeah. So I think the best advice that anyone can get that's new to cons uh, consulting or it's their first time working in consulting is don't hold yourself to too high of a standard of work or um, uh, in, in terms of workload because as, as a consultant, I really felt like I needed to be going late into the evening to make sure that everything was perfect for my clients. And that's not what it's about. There's deadlines that need to be met. That's important. But it's, it's not worth killing yourself over. There are a lot of great things you can do and and not have to stay till midnight and and your clients will appreciate it and your clients will never really know about all the late hours so they don't see that and um that's in my mind not worth it in the end because you can always make something happen the next day don't push yourself too hard vincent yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think sometimes it's also quite difficult to find a bit of a balance because as we said before, like you have all these social events, you have to go to networking. Um, I think I also addressed this in one of the previous episodes that it's often quite hard. You're working quite late and then you really want to do something still because mm -hmm. you're in this beautiful city where there's always something to do. Um, but I think it's all, it's all about finding balance a bit and just seeing what works for you. Uh, for example, I, I like to run, but then I, at one point I tried running in the morning, but then I was just so tired throughout the day that I had to find another moment mm -hmm. to run and just try to find the balance as quickly as possible. And the moment that you feel that something's not working, just change your balance, change your schedule. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And we'll end with Kenza. Yeah, kind of the same. Definitely, if you're new to the business, put your seatbelt on. Um, Overall, it's a very dynamic, very interesting environment to, to grow in. Okay, we have global clients. Uh, we deal with high-level people in the EU institutions. Uh, there's always something going on. Mm -hmm. So if you want to last in this in this business, definitely try to find a sustainable pace. Mm -hmm. um, and there's definitely a lot to discover. And always ask questions. Always. Right? Don't be afraid. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all. And I hope to see you on a different episode, maybe. Thank you. Thanks, Annie. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Annie. See you next time.